Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to the first edition of Monday Morning Tea. This is where we spend some time, we have some conversations and really unpack some of the things that can help you create a truly limitless career, which is something that I believe you deserve personally. Um, And it's something that's achievable. Um, There are so many different ways that we limit ourselves in what we believe that we can achieve within our careers that isn't necessary. It's not easy to move out of our own way, but it is definitely possible. And that's what I want to spend this time, 7.30am every Monday, working with you to show you exactly how. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. The first thing that I wanted to actually dive in today, and I'm going to go straight in, we're going to be here for about an hour. Um, So treat this like a mini workshop. If you just tuned in and you're like, I'm not sure whether I want to like stick around, prop me up on in the kitchen while you're making breakfast, plug me into your ears while you're getting ready, take me into the bathroom with you. That is absolutely fine. We're going to be here for a while unpacking this. And of course, if you want more of this, I'll let you know where to catch it later. But the main thing that I wanted to jump into today was help and how much it is important for us to ask for help but also how much I know that that is such a triggering topic for so many people so many people find it difficult to ask for the help that they need because of what they've associated it with or simply because of what's happened the last time that they asked for help I know quite a few people, and this is people that I work with as clients, but people that are near and dear to my heart, that their approach is, I'm not going to ask for help because every time I've asked for help, I've ended up doing it myself anyway. Nobody can get it done better than me. And I get it. I get it. If you are getting stuff done and you're cracking on, you can make it, I guess, harder for yourself to even consider why you would need help. But I'm here to unpack exactly why it's important and how I've been able to lean into this in the past couple of weeks. The main thing to remember when it comes to asking for help is that it isn't a weakness. Yes, it's a vulnerability. And vulnerability by definition is you leaving yourself open to to be hurt or harmed or... um, essentially to to be exploited for want of a better word but as we can tell from what we've learned from vulnerability over the years is that you actually live a more abundant life and it's actually safer to be vulnerable than to not you get farther to being vulnerable than not so it's firstly really important to understand that like all kinds of vulnerability, asking for help isn't a weakness. In fact, it's a strength and it's actually a skill, especially for those of you who it makes you physically ill to think of asking someone for help. You need to ask for help, especially if that is your bodily reaction. And I want you to take a moment with me this morning to think of how many ways that you are playing small by not asking for help. Support, or an opportunity, right? It's asking, it's making the ask. And I want to unpack how each of these are different. But before I do that, I want to share with you why this is the first topic that I wanted to jump into and what this has looked like in my own career. Now, this morning, as we record, this is the first day of me starting my new role in my existing company of Mixed Panel. I'm stepping into the role as community manager. And that couldn't have happened unless I'd asked for help and received such amazing help, right? So this was an internal career transition, but the lessons that I share are definitely applicable if you want to apply for a new job, if you're looking for any new opportunity that is unknown. Because although I've worked at the same company, I don't work, well, as of today, I work in the marketing department, but I worked in the customer success department. So although I had an understanding of what that team did, I didn't know the ins and outs. I didn't know how they worked specifically. And for me, asking for help was integral. And the ways that I asked for help was, first of all, the hiring manager 
I asked her, what does she think I should know? What does she expect from the role? And is there anything I should check out in preparation for the interview process? So yes, it was an internal role, but I still had to walk through the procedures. I still had to submit a CV, right? I still had to jump through a lot of those hoops. And this is what I mean when I say what I share will be applicable to those of you who are looking to completely new opportunities. The other way that I asked for help is I spoke with my colleagues that have worked with me in, ahead of me handing in the application. I said, I need your support and I need your help. Why do you think that I'd be good for this role? What do you think I should make sure that I'm sharing in my interview or I'm putting into my covering letter or my application? Now, again, when I say to you that asking for help is a type of vulnerability, that is the core of vulnerability. I literally rocked up to work colleagues and said, tell me what you think of me, be brutally honest, because I needed to know, I needed that other perspective. I didn't want to submit an application and miss something, which I know is easy to do. Many of you who have been following my journey for a while know that I had a podcast some years ago called The Palm, The Palm Podcast. And it was about us being empowered around what we have in our hands and around reminding people of what they have been through and the wisdom that they hold. And that came from an experience of me being made redundant, sitting in this pub, applying for jobs with my friends, who were also colleagues, and hearing them completely dismiss all their experience. Look at job opportunities and say, I can't apply for that. I don't have this. I don't have that. And me being the friend, who's also a witness to their career. That's what you are as a colleague. That's what you are as a friend. You're a witness to their career. You're a witness to their life saying, hey, 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 hey. Remember when you did that? Remember when you did this? And in that moment, it struck me just how easy it is for each of us to forget our brilliance, for each of us to forget what we truly, truly, truly bring to the table. So I say that to say I had to be vulnerable. But again, when I say some of you, you have experiences of of asking for help. This is my experience. This is what my life experience has taught me that asking for that external perspective doesn't hurt. It feels uncomfortable. It can feel risky. It can feel like, oh, what are they going to say? But for me, I had to remember why I was asking for help. It's because I wanted this role and I didn't want to miss a trick. I didn't want to undersell myself. I didn't want to sell myself short. I didn't want to misrepresent what I could bring to the table. And I didn't want to forget any gems, right? I think also staying on that point when I asked my friends for this feedback, there are career experiences because our careers, even if we love what we do, every day isn't amazing. So you're going to have moments in your career where you did things that were amazing, but you've blacked it out, (laughs) okay? You've blacked it out from your memory because it took so much effort, because it absolutely drained you of all of your energy and your life force, right? You got it done, but you walked away from that experience going, never again or not anytime soon will I be running that project or will I decide to do X, Y, and Z, right? For me, again, if you've been part of my journey, um, was it around this time? Yeah, around this time last year, I decided that I wanted to put together an international summit within three weeks. The pandemic had hit off and I had friends who were entrepreneurs whose income had just gone boom overnight. And I wanted to create a space for them to gain revenue, but also a space for us as a society to realize that regardless of what this pandemic would bring for us, your dreams, your goals, your growth, your aspirations, that vision board was still going to come to pass. My vision was lofty and that's what propelled me through. I put it together in three weeks. I coordinated it with, I think we had over 50 speakers, ran over several days. I had to hire a team. I had to, I was up the morning of the event. I was meant to record a really, really lovely welcome video. I was meant to put on makeup and I was meant to say, welcome to the space. My intention for the summit is this and that. Mm -mm. 3am in the morning, I'd run out of Zoom accounts. So there were live sessions that didn't have a Zoom link that weren't ready for people to attend, but people had booked on, right? Everything that could go wrong had gone wrong. And I sat in my garden as the sun rose. I was making a cup of coffee at 4am and I could hear the birds in the garden. I could see the sunrise. And I was like, do you know what? You're in your pajamas. You are mash up, but it's important that you welcome people to this space. I went out to my garden. I turned my camera up to the sky to show people the sunrise. And I just spoke. I just spoke my heart out. And I said, that's it. I have to believe that I'm enough. Right. 
I went on a bit of a tangent there because I wanted to just illustrate to you (laughs) that was a hot mess, but it impacted lives. And anybody who took part in it remembers it fondly because they didn't see that part of it. So I say this to say, there are going to be moments in your career that were defining, that helped you to stand out, that stood out in the memory of those that were witnesses to that moment, that for you were nothing more than like they were traumatic. Now, I don't have regrets with running that summit, but I do know for sure if I'm going to do that again, I'm not not doing it in three weeks. I'm going to do it with some help. I like, there's a lot of lessons learned from that. But I say this to say, when you ask those who are witnesses to your career, what do you think? What do you think my strengths are? When did you last see me light up? What do you think I do with ease that you're looking at? Like, how the hell did he or she do that? Right? So it's important to reach out to people. The other thing that I did is I reached out to the person who had the role before because we had a great relationship. I wanted to know her perspective on what the role was. I wanted to know her perspective on what the vision was, what the journey was before I had even joined the company. How did this function or this service start out? I also wanted to know things about targets. I I asked about money, okay? And we don't often do that. So we choose to kind of go into the negotiation blind because we don't want to raise up our hands and go, I don't really know how much I should be worth in this role or what should be going on. The other things that I did is I reached out to my friends. I reached out to my friends for support. And that was a really important thing as well, because this is a big career transition. For context, I've been a career, I've been a, um, sorry, been a career coach for three years, but three and a half. But I have been in my role or in my function as a customer success manager for what is coming up to five years now. And I have a squiggly career. I graduated in hospitality. I moved into hotels. I then went into property and then I worked in startups. So for me, I'm always very, very thoughtful and considered when it comes to making any pivot in my career. Because I know, I'm going to be real. Sorry, I'm going to be real. I get judged for it. Why did you move there? Why did you stay there for so short? And I know some of you can relate to that. So for me, I wanted to check in to see, is this truly aligned? When they hear me talk about this role, do they see me light up? Does it feel genuine to them? And these are some of the important ways that I did that around my opportunity within my day job, within my employed career. It's all my career, but the employed section. Um, The other ways that I've asked for help in the past month is by really reaching out, prioritizing and carving out time for me to be vulnerable with my colleagues in the entrepreneurial space. What this looks like is voice notes, at least five minutes long, talking through a decision, talking through the discomfort of stepping up into what my business and what my clients require me to be in the next season, right? voice noting them and asking them what they think. What do they hear? What do they think of when they think of me? What do they remember me saying? Again, similar to my my colleagues in my day job, I have my colleagues within the entrepreneurial space that I check in on, right? That's another way that I asked for help. The other way that I asked for help within my business is I up-leveled and I decided to work with a coach so I could learn from them instead of my own expensive and time-taking mistakes, right? Now, this is something that I'm going to unpack later in another video, but I am currently on a mission to help empower 10,000 people to unlock unlimited careers within the next three years. That is a mission that requires more from me than I currently have in this moment. So it means that I have to continuously evolve. I have to continuously grow. So when I say time consuming, I don't mean it to say that I'm pressured and it has to be about hustle culture. I say this to say, I know that through working with experts, I can get further faster. If they are there willing to share their expertise, why would I not take it? And that also meant being continuously vulnerable because the coach that I decided to work with, the program that I joined is a group coaching program where she's teaching, but she also has Q&A. And you all know what it's like, especially if you've been to one of my events or anybody's event, right? Somebody goes, have you got any questions? And you know, you have a burning question, so you don't ask. 
They have now asked for the third time, has anybody got any questions? Is there anywhere I can support anyone? Is there any challenge that anyone wants us to spend time digging into? And you stay silent and you look at the screen and you make that face that goes, not me, I'm, no, I think I'm fine right? And I had to get out of that. Like you can probably tell, I'm comfortable asking for help, but I had to become more more uncomfortable, <laughs> right? I had to hold my hand up and say, I am paying to be part of this experience. I am on a mission. And if I'm truly on that mission, I need to realize that what I have is enough and that I don't need to perfect something before I give it to somebody who wants to help me. Okay. I'm going to use a different analogy. We're coming up to the summer season. Hopefully the world is opening up. You go to your friend's house or your family's house for a barbecue or for a meal, right? And you say, is there anything that I can help you with? And they say, or if you're, if you're like me, I make a mean mac and cheese. Um, they say, can you help me make the macaroni and cheese? Now for them to get the full benefit of your help, they need to just give it to you there and then. If your friend was to say, can you make the mac and cheese, but give me a second, I'm going to grate the cheese, I'm going to make the sauce and I'm going to boil the pasta, then you can help me. Let me get this ready for you, then you can help me. And if this is you and you're doing this in any area of your life, I need you to challenge yourself to do better because it doesn't make sense. By you deciding to limit the amount of help that you ask for, you betray yourself and you rob yourself of the true value of getting that help, of the peace of mind that takes place the minute you say, hey girl, I need help with the mac and cheese. The cheese is in the fridge, the pasta is in that cupboard and anything else that you need is probably between the fridge and the spices are in there, right? If you're anything like me, you're in the kitchen, you're busy, marinating chicken you're making sure that the chips don't you know you're doing the most and for you to unlock the true benefit of that help you need to ask for it quick fast and in a hurry do not cut off your nose to spite your face when it comes to asking for help and especially in the context I'm going to step out of the metaphor in the context of what I'm talking about I'm paying to work with an expert the program is designed. We are in a Slack network. I am able to ask questions at any time. Why would you pay for help and not ask for it? Real question. Why would you pay for help and not ask for it? Who does that? And if you do that, ask yourself why. What is in the way? What are you afraid of? What is stopping you from getting comfortable with this kind of vulnerability that will lead to your growth? It will lead to your up leveling. It will be a stretch. But one thing that you need to know, and this is one thing that we talk about all the time, right? When we talk about the amount of hours that we have in the day or time that we have in life, we think, you know, how many hours in the day does Beyonce have and Oprah? And, you know, we've each got our own persona who we look at in our field, whether that's in our industry or in a field that we admire. And we go, how do you... I guarantee you the people that you're looking up to and that you are inspired by in a genuine and authentic way, they ask for help. They hire teams, they hire specialists, they have coaches, they have therapists. They ask their partners to cook dinner, right? They ask their partners to pick up the kids and they're comfortable with that. They have become comfortable with that because they understand that it is a necessity. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this today, because it is a very easy switch for you to make to really turbocharge your career. Imagine if each of you rocked up to work today and you asked a colleague or two or three, I'm going to challenge you to three, what do you think of my work? What do you think are my strengths? What do you think comes super easy to me? What opportunities do you see for me that I maybe don't see for myself, right? This is vulnerable. This is some heart-to-heart stuff. Even though we're talking about a career, this is some heart-to-heart stuff to reach out to those around you. And I'm using the example of those that work in a traditional career, right? So you've got colleagues. But I also want to encourage you, if your career is more entrepreneurial in format, more freelance, there will be clients that you have good relationships with. There will be peers 
like I said, those peers that I have that I voice note at length unashamedly and we do the same back to each other. We are there for each other in those moments, in the crunch moment, in the corner, right? In the hinge. (laughs) Who are those people for you? Who are those folks? Reach out to those folks and ask them all of those questions because you will find so much missed opportunity simply by being vulnerable and asking for that kind of help, that kind of insight. So I say this to say, this month, last month, I up-leveled by working with a coach in that way, but that wasn't the end. Putting in my card details, watching the training videos wasn't the end. I have to remind myself every week that this is a place of resource for me. And I have to be intentional and unashamed with that. I put up a, a page. So the membership, the Career Clubhouse membership, the doors are open now. They're going to be open until the end of May, right? And there's so much that's going into that, that when I looked at the web page that we had before, it didn't marry up at all. There was so much missing. There was so much that I wanted to open the doors on, pull back the curtain on. And I started doing it. And after it was, it was now a few hours and I was just like, wait, stop. This is the point where you ask for help. And I sent it in that Slack channel and I asked my peers and I said, hey, I'm working on this page. What are your thoughts? Is it clear what this membership is about? Is it clear what the transformation is? Is it clear how we work? Are there any questions that come up for you that I'm not answering? Right? That was like, eek, because I knew I was sending it to them at a time where it wasn't finished. But I also know that I would have spent another two days (laughs) on this one page which again, like I say, time consuming. Why would you choose to do that? Why would you choose to struggle in your corner by yourself for hours when you can do an hour and tap into the support that you have access to? I also want to remind you in this moment that you have access to more help and support than you probably even realize. Okay, if you are like me, you're plugged into communities that are based on a foundation of support and of mutual resourcing, of generosity, right? But also outside of that, there are people in your life who have said, let me know if you need anything. Let me know what I can do to support you. And when I say people, there's people that have known you for forever that have said that to you multiple times, but there's probably also somebody that you met last week. Some of you jumped on a call with somebody, you met somebody for the first time in a networking capacity and they said, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Let me know if there's anybody I can connect you with. Let me know if there's any way that I can support your work and what you're doing. And if you're anything like me, you go, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Have you let them know? All right. Even some of you, as I speak to you this morning, this very morning, you're probably taking this time to catch up on tasks. And some of you may actually, at this moment, be spinning your wheels on something that you can ask for help in. Stop it. You will get further faster when you ask for that help. And I'm going to share a little bit later on. I'm going to share a few things that you can do to anchor yourself when your resistance to asking for help arises. But I want to share the last way that asking for help really unlocked so much for me in the past month, past 30 days or so. And that was very much around my work. Yes, I've got the mission of working with 10,000 people in the next three years to unlock unlimited, limited, limitless, unlimited, limitless, you choose the language, um, careers. But I know that I could sit in my corner spinning my wheels saying, well, we need to talk about imposter syndrome, we need to talk about confidence, new jobs, launching side hustles, right? All of the things that excites me when I'm sitting in my corner and that I think they want support in, that I think is the route to those limitless careers, that I think are the challenges or the barriers that we should focus on removing in order to get those limitless careers. And I had to stop myself, right? I had to stop myself. And one of the ways that I chose not to do that, not to sit in my corner and dream up things, I decided to reach out and I I did a survey and I did a survey that I got over 50 responses from, right? 50 responses. And I asked ambitious women to tell me what they need. What are you working towards? What's your biggest challenge? What have you tried? How do you like to learn? 
And then also within that form, I invited those women to have an interview. I said, I want to meet these women. I want to hear how, how they feel. I want to hear how they're experiencing their career. I want the words to jump off the page and I want to connect with these women and truly understand and truly get it. Not intellectualize it, but to truly get it. And I did that. And I've had four conversations with ambitious women over the last couple of weeks that have made everything that's coming ahead within my membership, within my programs, within my workshops, laser focused and infused with ease. Because I think that's the thing that we forget when it comes to asking for help in general or in our careers is that it's making it easier for ourselves. And by not asking for help, you are choosing the hard route. You're choosing the difficult route and not difficult because it's a challenge and it's a stretch and it's growth. You know, I love all that stuff. That's what we want to lean into, but difficult for the sake of being difficult difficult to the point where it invites other challenges and other blockers, right? So now where you had maybe a rock in your way, you've now got a rock wall in your way because of all the different ways that you haven't asked for help. All the examples that I've shared with you are within my career. So whether that is in my capacity in my day job or whether that's in running my business, I consider that all to be my career. Each of those examples, when I asked for help, I lifted a rock from that rock wall so that I could pass through. Now I could have just lifted one. I could have just asked for help in the day job, but that wouldn't allow me to step beyond into what I know was waiting for me in terms of my career, in terms of it being phenomenal, in terms of it being fulfilling, in terms of it being aligned, in terms of it being full of abundance and opportunity. We're on the camera now, so I'm going to do this. This is what was happening. And then I moved a rock 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 and then I moved a rock. And then I was able to move through. But if I, again, I'm going to use it metaphorically. If I do that, I still can't go through. Pinkies are down. I've moved one rock. I can't break through. Some of you are doing that in your career. Think about all of those rocks that you need to remove and you can remove with ease by stepping through the discomfort and asking for that help. So there are a few things, like I said, that are important for us to reframe the help that we need, to reframe our approach to it or our perspective. And like I said, I'm a coach. So these are going to be questions. And if you are in a capacity to, I'd love for you to write them down. If not, don't worry. (laughs) We'll get this to you in a nice and easy way for you to journal through, walk through, think through. But the first thing that I want to ask after sipping my tea, what are you afraid of? What are you actually afraid of? What is coming up for you when you think of asking for help? What is at the core of the feeling that you're having as I'm describing all of the ways that I've asked for help and it's turned out for the better What is still keeping that feeling in the pit of your stomach? What is it? Is it something that happened before? Do you not feel that you are in a space or you have people that you can ask for help from? Because that could be very real. It's important and it's something that I have not taken for granted over the past month that either I have put myself in spaces or been invited to spaces or have been lucky in finding people genuinely who make it easier to ask for help because I trust it. I feel safe. I feel safe to be vulnerable in those spaces and in those relationships. So if that is what you're afraid of, if you are afraid that the spaces that you have aren't truly safe, then work on that. Ask for help to overcome that. Reach out to me if you want. If you want to find out what communities I'm plugged into. If you want to find out about the community, the membership that I run. Find out. Ask the question. Move beyond that fear. But beyond, like, in in order to do that, you have to actually figure out what it is. 
Did you have an experience last time where it didn't quite work out? The help that you asked for wasn't there. The person let you down. The program let you down. The employer let you down. The client let you down, right? And you walked away with disappointment. And you walked away with a certain resolve to say never again. You walked away with a... A perspective on what had happened that had shifted what you decided to do going forward. You walked away making that moment mean that it is not safe, it's not possible, and it's not wise to ask for help. To the point where even as you're watching and you're listening to me today, you're thinking, that's great for you, Jazz, but me? Nah, I'm not asking anybody for help. Why? They always let me down and I don't have energy for that disappointment. i got too much stuff to do. I'm too busy. Okay. And I also don't want them to say no, because if the people that I'm asking say no, I will feel away because I do everything for them. Are you making that one bad experience of asking for help mean that asking for help is silly? there's no other words to say it right you think oh more for you you asking everybody and anybody to help you what happens if they all let you down be real about it be real about it in this moment what are you afraid of and what happened and what did you make that mean to those of you that are in that space where you never ask for help you find it difficult When was the last time you asked for help and it worked out? Okay. And I've used a few examples. I've used the example of me being able to voice note friends at length to say, this is what I'm going through. I'm freaking out. Don't know what to do. Stuck in indecision, blah, 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 blah. Or the example of messaging your partner to say, can you pick up the kids? Turning to your kids and saying, hey, mommy just needs to lie down. When was the last time you asked for help, big or small, and it worked out? That person came through. They didn't didn't disappoint you. They took it over immediately, and guess what? They did it better than you would have, right? If I go back to the metaphor, the metaphor, right? The metaphor that I used earlier about going to your friend's house and them saying they need help with the macaroni and cheese, but they chose to grate the cheese, make the sauce and boil the pasta. When was the last time you were that friend and you asked for help and the person took it over immediately and they did it better than you could? And you had to sit in that moment and that acknowledgement to go, wow, if I had done this myself, it would have been half as good if that So I want you to note those moments because like I said, it's so easy to forget. It's easy to forget our wisdom, our lived experiences, the things we've gone through, the things we've gone over, the journey. And to that end, the next question that I really want to ask you is how many times could things have been easier if you had asked for help? How many times or instances or moments, memories, Do you have where things could have been easier if you had asked for help? If you hadn't been superwoman or superman, right? If you hadn't been avoiding vulnerability like the plague, if you hadn't been so set in what you believed to be true around what it means to ask for help, How many times could it have been easier? How much ease are you missing out on? And ease is a huge thing for me. In fact, it's like my theme, it's my mantra for this year. Because I am now surrounding myself or being in a space where I realise that you can have success, you can have the limitless career, you can have everything that you want with ease. But it takes building that muscle of things like this, building that muscle of making the decision to ask for help. Building that muscle of being vulnerable. Like I said, Beyonce and Oprah do not, they didn't get to where they are today by not asking for help. Quite to the contrary. They know they need help. Those of you that are founders, you're running your own businesses, or you're leading a team, your team lead, your project manager, you should know and believe that you deserve to do that with ease. 
And when you're not feeling that, you have to question why. Now, is it a seasonality? Is it the nature of the role? Or have you gotten in your own way or not asked for help when you should do? How many times could things have been easier if you had asked for help? And of course, I want you to spend as much time on these coaching questions as you need, because I want you to uncover it. So even in this regard, if it means you look at this weekend just passed, right? Could somebody you live with could have helped you carry your laundry up the stairs? Small things. Do you have something that you're promoting and you've got millions of people that have said, send me anything, I'd love to support you. And you didn't send, just send them the link and say, hey, this is what I've got coming up, would be appreciative if you sent it, right? Big or small, what were those moments in the last 48, 72 hours, the last week, in fact? Go back through your week and all the things that you did and then ask yourself how you could have asked for help to make it easier. And for those of you where no two weeks is the same, right? But they're similar. Maybe you're still working on the same project. Think about the things that you can change this week going forward. It is my hope that at the end of you joining me this morning, by the end of you listening to this, you will at least think of one way that you can invite the ease that you deserve into your life simply by asking one person for one thing. Ask one person for help. And then once you do one, do two, do three. Even set yourself a challenge to ask for help every day in some way. Build that muscle and push past that discomfort. And then the final coaching question that I want to give you around reframing help and asking for help is to remember why you're asking and who you're asking. So if I start with the why, what does it look like if you don't ask for this help? As I mentioned before, there are ways where if I don't ask for help, everything takes longer, it's less impactful, it's less ineffective. If I go back to the example of me choosing to ask for help by surveying my audience and saying, what do you need? What's going on for you right now? If I did not do that, I would not have the confidence in what is coming next. I wouldn't have the confidence in the content that's in the membership, right? And to put that in the context, I'm on a mission, right? The 10K mission. I want to empower 10,000 people to create limitless careers. So I can't, and I've got a three-year time limit on that. I can't spend the next year doing things that I think people might like. Meanwhile, I'm helping them with the things that are nice to have, or it's like, oh, this could be interesting. Meanwhile, these women are stuck in the mud, in the weeds of something that is the biggest blocker they could think of to their career right now, right? These women are not, they don't feel confident enough to step into leadership. They realize their voice is not being heard. They don't know how to do that. They realize that the imposter syndrome is popping up more than she should be. And they don't know how to regulate that. This is not a nice to have. This is a blocker that needs to be moved immediately. And if I'm serious about helping the people that I want to help, I have to anchor myself to say the aim is to be able to help you. The aim is to be able to unlock you, to empower you. It is about you. So if it is truly about you, I have to challenge myself to say, how can I be so arrogant to think that you need what I think you need? It's not congruent. Any of you that's worked with me as a coach, you know that the first thing that I say to you is, you know yourself best. You are the expert of you. You could write a book on you. I'm new to you. So who am I to tell you what you need? Let me be vulnerable and ask. Let me put my hand up and say, hey, I've got a few million ideas. And I don't know what to do next. That's the why. Why did you send a survey, Jazz? Because I don't know what to do next. And it's important to me that I'm intentional. It's important to me that I show up in the moment where people need it most, right? 
And then again, when I say, I'm going to use the same examples to talk about who you're asking, I am asking the women in my ecosystem who have raised their hand to say, I am ambitious. It's not by force. The survey was not by force. I'm asking the right person. I'm asking the person that I want to work with, the person that I want to support. And the person that I want to support, the people that I work with, the women that are in my membership, the women that I work with one-to-one, they want support. And if that means them helping me to help them, they're cool with it. They understand the exchange. They're excited for the exchange. They reach out and go, I'd love to know what you're going to do with all these responses. I'd love to know if I'm the only one that's stuck in this same space. They want to know. I have to remember when I'm asking for help in that capacity, why I'm asking and who I'm asking. In the capacity of my new role that I'm starting today, I had to make sure that I asked the questions of anyone who had any proximity to the role or the department, right? Because I wanted to make sure if I made this decision, it was the best decision for me. I was truly the best candidate for the role. And I was truly prepared to be respectful of the interview process and to ensure it's a fair exchange, to make sure I was prepared with my questions, to make sure I had done my research, right? So that it's an effective two-way street. And we're going we're gonna to unpack that in another session, I'm sure, how to make sure that you are leveraging your hiring process from the inside or your recruiting process, your job hunting process from your side, right? I'm going to stick a pin in that. But who I was asking were fine with me asking because they were happy to help me to help them. They understood that Jazz asking all her questions now means that when she steps into this role, she's more certain than she can ever be. By Jazz asking these questions now, she's maybe challenging me to find out some information that I didn't already have in the job description. To have some thoughts around some of the things that she asked about, even if we don't have it yet. Remember why you're asking and who you're asking and let that remove the fear of being vulnerable. Let that reframe what you think of when you think of asking for help. Be encouraged by that and where possible, anchor it to something bigger than yourself. Anchor it, right? Sticking with the recruitment example, if you... If you're asking for help in your tasks, you're not just doing it for fun. You're doing it because you're at capacity. You may be doing it because you're currently working from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. You're not seeing your loved ones. You're not having daft time. You're not having self-care. You're just about eating lunch, right? And you ask your colleague, hey, can you take on this client for me? I don't think I've got capacity. Would you be able to cover my accounts for a day or cover my meetings for a day? Or in fact, sometimes they don't even need to do anything. Sometimes you asking for help is just asking for permission. Is it okay if I block out my calendar for two days? I really need to catch up on these emails and get my bearings. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Now you decide, like you can tell I'm comfortable with this asking for help stuff because I'm going to tell you I'm overwhelmed because I know by me sharing in that vulnerable way, I'm making it easier for you to help me. I'm making it easier for you to make sure that I don't get anything else on my plate within the next 24 hours. So asking for help sometimes means asking for permission to simply do the things that you know that you need to do to get to the next space, to get through the week, to get through the day. Hey, is it okay if I cancel? Hey, I didn't find time to really pull together all the materials ahead of our our meeting. Can we move it forward? That's you asking for help. That's you asking for what you need. And again, when you remember why you're asking and who you're asking, nine times out of 10, they are those people in your life that say, let me know what you need. Let me know what you need from me. Let me know what I can do from you. Let me know how I can support you. They are there waiting to help you. In those examples, again, what are you afraid of in pushing back within your role and saying, I cannot take on another project right now, right? And I'm going to be real. Some of you are thinking that makes it look like you're less capable. Maybe you're incompetent, right? For some of you, that imposter just comes up and goes, hey, I told you you were a fraud. Okay. Let's reframe that. What happens if you don't ask for the help that you need? Are you going to keep on working from seven till seven every day? 
for the next six months? What, is that, what impact does that have on your well-being? What impact does not asking for help and not moving past that fear do for your life? What is it due to the quality of your work, right? Because if you're doing this, because I'm talking to somebody today, if you're doing this because you are ambitious and you are so strongly interlinked and oh, you place so much opportunity, like you place so much value on you being able to execute, you know, I'm the one that gets stuff done. If you have intertwined that into your identity and that's who you are, I need you to ask yourself what happens if you don't ask for help. And as you ask yourself that question, I'm going to tell you that leads to the very thing that you're trying to avoid. Because when you can't do it anymore, you will be forced to stop. Therefore, you will not be able to do any of the things that make you the get shit done person. Or you'll become the person who gets shit done, but the quality just seems to be going down, right? Your manager's saying to you, I've noticed a difference in your work. I've noticed a shift in the times that you seem to be sending emails or your calendar. What's going on? When somebody has a conversation with you like that, like I said, remember why you're asking and who you're asking, their role is to get you help. Their role is to be your help and to be your support. So take that opportunity. Do not cut your nose off to spite your face. Say, yes, it's really busy right now. I probably couldn't take on more projects or more clients at this very moment. I want to shuffle a few things around. Is that okay? because I need help. I need to do something differently. I need to help myself. Sometimes, right? Sometimes the help that we most need to ask for is the help from ourselves. I need to help myself to make sure I remember to have lunch. I need to help myself to make sure that I go for a walk. I need to help myself Because that's what we're doing when we wake up and we say, I'm going to set some new habits. I'm going to set my alarm for a specific time, right? That's you helping yourself. But in order to do that, you have to recognize that you need the help in the first place. You have to do all those things. You have to remember the last time you asked yourself for help and it worked out. How many times that things were easier when you asked for help? And you remember why you're asking for your help, this help and support from yourself and that you're asking yourself. If you have your best interests at heart, then it's okay to sit with yourself and say, look, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, you were up way too late last night. It's too much. Anchor yourself. And I've used things interchangeably, right? At the beginning where I said, you know, I I really want to encourage you to think of how many ways that you're playing small by not asking for help, support or the opportunity. I want you to know that each of these are different. And again, if help feels difficult for you, think of the opportunity, think of support. You choose the language. As long as you do it, I don't mind. You choose the language that resonates for you and that connects to what you want, right? Whether it's raising the white flag, hey, I need help, I need it now, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know how to continue. Or whether it's support, hey, I've got this, will you share for me? Hey, I'm looking to connect with people who do this, can you help me? Or the opportunity, I'm interested. I'm interested in the role, but I I don't have direct experience I'm going to need some help right to which nine times out of ten somebody goes no problem let me know what you need and then that becomes your job to ask for what you need but you have to build the muscle to do that you have to get into the habit of doing that you have to shift what you believe about what happens when you ask for help you have to examine what you have made previous negative experiences of asking for help mean You have to do that work. Because like I said, asking for help will unlock so much in your career. And I talk about a limitless career, but one of the easiest ways for you to lift the limit that you've placed in your career or that is in your career is by actually reaching out and making those connections beyond that inviting new perspectives that you don't see 
by default will lift the limits on your career. It will expand what you believe is possible. It will expand what you believe is available to you. It will expand what you believe that you can do. And again, how you can make your way to what you want. Make your way to your dream career, your dream business, towards your goals. Those of you that have goals written out or you have a vision board, go back to that. How can I ask for help or support around this? Does that mean I want to work with somebody? Does it mean I need to phone a friend? Does it mean that I need to learn something? Does it mean that I need to reach out for recommendations for help around this, right? Do I need to connect with people who have done, they've already walked that path that I'm trying to get to? Go back to that vision board, go back to those goals and add that as a question. So not only how am I going to get there, who can help me? How can I get the help to get there? Because I promise you, there's much more support, help and opportunity available to you than you think. So that's why it's time to ask for help. That's it for us. That's it for us this morning. That is Monday morning tea. That's what I wanted you to know. That's what I needed you to know. And that's what I need you to carry through in your week. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops check the links in the show notes for more info As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.